Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and would like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, welcome into the Next in Line podcast. I'm very excited to be back in here with y'all for another awesome conversation and recap of a recent event that we took on. But guys, before we get into that, I want to take care of the housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the podcast, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who could receive that same kind of value. That's the best way for us to grow this movement, to help more people, and to reach more people as they strive for their goals, guys. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to start a collective of people or a movement of just inspired individuals who are pursuing the best version of themselves every single day. Now, the ways you can help us continue to push this thing out is leave us a rating, a review, subscribe on whatever platform you find yourself listening on, or guys, just simply liking or commenting as well, because that'll help push us up in the search bar when people look for personal development and self-help type shows. Now, along with that, guys, be sure to check us out on social media. That's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're active on all three platforms and would love to hear from you, whether you got questions, comments, or concerns. Now, along with that, guys, I want to run through some announcements before we get too far into this thing. Upcoming races we've got. First and foremost, guys, we are about nine weeks out from the KD 225. That is a 225-mile ultramarathon running across the great state of Missouri, starting in the town of Clinton. It's going to be on October 23rd, and that will be my longest effort to date by more than double. I'm super excited to be out there and to be amongst some fantastic runners that are going to be competing alongside me out there on the trail. Uh, but also more than that, to be out there with the crew and pacers that we're going to have out there. We've got an amazing group of people that have given up their time uh, and given a lot of effort and energy to get themselves out there and probably money too, let's be honest, uh, taking time off and whatnot to come spend some time out there with us on the trail and try to help us get through this thing. So super excited about that. We actually had two weeks recently where we got back above 50 miles, which doesn't seem like much for the weeks, especially as we should be a lot further along in that in the training. But for about a month, I fought a knee injury. So getting back on the come up from that and heading the right direction is a phenomenal thing um, and couldn't be more excited about where we're headed and how we're getting along as we get closer to that race. Now, after that, guys, as far as things things that we have on the books race-wise, we have the Brazos Bend 100 on December 2nd out in Needville, Texas. Michael Ruiz will be attempting to run his first 100-mile ultramarathon, and we'll be out there supporting him, crewing, pacing, and helping him get across that finish line. We know he's going to do a great job. He's been working really hard, and uh, I'm excited to see that work, hard work pay off come December. Now, along with that, we do have a couple people thinking about running that race, and I uh, I continue to urge them and encourage them to sign up and take on something challenging, just like I try to encourage and urge y'all, all who are listening to this podcast, to do the very same thing. Now, I've got a big shout out I want to throw out there. Congratulations to Dan Gilliam. Y'all might have seen him on the podcast that we did reviewing going out and pacing Cocodona 250. He has done it again in the 200-mile class. He has knocked out Bigfoot 200. He just recently completed that this past week. We couldn't be more proud of him and the efforts that he's put out in several races this year, a couple of which being over the 200 mile range. So it's super awesome to see him being successful and knocking out those races like that. Uh, He'll be alongside us over there starting Katie 
225 as well. So just super stoked to see everything he's doing. I know he uh, he had some unfinished business being uh, that he DNF'd Bigfoot 200, I think a couple of years ago. So now he's got that box checked. He's got that thing knocked out, and we couldn't be more excited for him. So congrats, Dan. Now, guys, along with that, I would like to apologize for missing last week. I know it's kind of an elephant in the room. I know I was given some crap by a few people, and rightly so. I appreciate those that were uh, that were willing to reach out and hold me accountable on that. But, guys, life just happened. I was very tired off the backside of Habanero um, and meant to get the podcast out late on Monday. And then a few things kept coming back. I ended up a little bit sick and under the weather early in the week. Um, and the can just kept getting kicked down the road, to be honest with y'all. So it's uh, no excuses. It's 100% my fault. But I do regret not getting that podcast out. And we'll get it caught back up, and I'll get y'all some episodes out there as well to catch that up. So I'm aware of it. I apologize. And, guys, it's not going to happen again. We're going to get y'all some good content. But, guys, as we get ready to dive into this, There was one race that we've been talking about for a long time on that announcements list that is now knocked out. Today we're going to sit here and do a little bit of a recap on the Habanero 100 relay that we've been talking about for so long. We had two awesome teams go out there and competing at this event, guys. And I guess the rundown for those of y'all that are not familiar, Habanero 100 is a 100-mile relay. The course is in Cat Spring, Texas. It is hot, it is nasty, it is humid, and it starts at noon. This is meant to be a very challenging race and to test the limits of what you're capable of doing. Now, we ran the 100-mile race last year, and I'll actually show this off. I got this shirt as the sign-up gear that you get for signing up for the race this year. And on the back here, If you look closely, you can see Michael Pitts. I was able to knock out that race last year, and I'm super stoked about that, guys. Uh, It's awesome to have the honor of being on the back of a shirt like that. But it's meant to be a very challenging race. And we went out there last year, struggled through it, but got through the 100-miler. And this year we returned with a phenomenal group of about nine or ten individuals out there uh, running the actual race. And then we were surrounded by some more great people out there. But... Uh, Those nine or 10 individuals really went out there, gave it their all. And out of a total of 15 teams that started, we took third and fourth place respectively. Uh, Both teams did an all out awesome job. Now, there was a bit of a heated competition because this thing ended up being closer than anybody could have imagined. You see, We had two teams go out there. Uh, Myself, I was kind of injured leading into this, so I didn't know if I was going to be able to run. And honestly, I probably should have just stuck to the plan and not ran. However, I was able to get two laps in to help uh, get the team that I was on, which was 5K Prep was our name, across the finish line just a little bit quicker than our counterparts, Scrambled Legs, who were the second team that we had out there. Now, the teams were made up of just some really great and dedicated and hardworking individuals. For 5K prep, we had Mr. Chris Barnes, Mr. Tyler Kelch, Mr. Nate Becker, Sam Kuhneman, and myself, Chance Pitts. For scrambled legs, we had Billy Pitts, we had Ty Pitts, we had Michael Ruiz, Joe Avila, and Ashley Forshee. 
Now, those names are important because I'm going to give a little bit of a breakdown and review this thing just a little bit. So the final results, just to give you an idea of how all of this went down, were 5K Prep took third place with a time of 18.02 and 58 seconds. That's 18 hours, 2 minutes, and 58 seconds. Scrambled Legs came in in fourth place at 18.03.00. At 18 hours and 3 minutes flat. That is 2 seconds behind 5K Prep. And let me tell you, it was an all-out dogfight. It started, like I said, at noon in the heat of the day. It was humid and hot. We had the heat index over 110. It was insane out there this year, guys. In this course, being over in Cat Spring in the middle of cattle pastures, you run into a mess of sand. It was like running on the loose sand at the beach, guys. It was amazingly tough. But that's what this is meant to be. It's meant to be challenging. It's meant to test you. And it's meant to put you in a spot where you've got to really strive to try to be successful out there. And each and every one of those individuals that I named showed up and did just that. They did an absolute phenomenal job. Tyler Kelch actually came off the sidelines. uh, Whenever I figured out that I wasn't going to be able to run, he was called in late and he showed up and just honestly knocked it out of the park. We also had a few more people in that group that, uh, that were a little bit inexperienced in running this far and getting out there like this in this kind of event. And they just did a phenomenal job. Uh, Sam Kuhneman um, came out of the woodworks and did a great job too. He's an old uh, triathlete from back in the day a few years ago before he had some knee issues. But uh, here he is just knocking it out on the course, guys. Also, Nate Becker coming off the sidelines again. He didn't really do much training, uh, but he ran Habanero last year. Knew kind of what he was getting himself into, but conditions were much worse this year, being about 15 degrees warmer out there. Uh, Of course, Chris Barnes out there just being really, really dedicated and healthy, and uh, he's he's quite the athlete, especially for a guy of his stature out there. Uh, there's no good reason he should be running like he does, but he comes out there and uh, defies the odds and, and beats down the trails and I think scares half the people out there with uh, what he's able to do. So it's pretty awesome to see. And uh, it was an honor to be on that team and take a couple of those laps too. Um, But I want to spend some time talking about that scrambled legs team. You see, my dad kind of took the uh, lead role on this one and and brought together a really good team. You know, uh, Michael Ruiz came out and he's in the middle of his prep for his 100-mile race. And uh, he ran some really, really consistent and solid times out there. He, uh, he had a goal, he had a plan, he stuck to it, and he actually exceeded his expectations, keeping everything around an hour and five minutes per lap. This is a 6.18-mile loop out there. So Michael did a great job out there just, just staying consistent and helping his team drive along and push this thing. Next, Joe. Joe did a phenomenal job, and I think he's pretty stoked about doing it again next year. I think a lot of us are, but uh, he came out and joined the team. I know he pushed out the shirts. Uh, he he was very involved in the planning from the get-go. Um, and honestly, he just ran some very consistent laps out there as well. I just saw him knock out a 10K and get third place uh, as well this past weekend, just a week after running that 18 miles or, or so that he ran out there at Habanero. So huge shout-out to Joe for that as well. Um, 
then we get down to to Ashley down here, and I got to say, if there was an MVP of this entire thing between the two teams, Ashley went out and burned down some laps. Ashley Forshee is a name that y'all are probably going to want to remember if y'all keep up with the ultra marathon world, or even if you don't, she's going to do some really cool things. I know she's got some awesome runs coming up. Uh, she runs every single day, puts herself through it, puts in the work, and man, she burned it down. I will go out and say here, the only reason that this race was was really caught up the way it was, uh, there was a lot of consistency out of that team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying anything anybody did. But Ashley came out on the last loop, and Scrambled Legs was 24 minutes behind 5K prep going into the last loop. Now, keep in mind, the teams have collectively run 93.5 miles each up to this point. Uh, with multiple people running over 20 miles, uh, multiple people already running 18 to this point, and Ashley steps up with a 24-minute deficit and runs down Nate Becker on the last lap to make it extremely interesting and an extremely close finish, like I said, only two seconds difference. She came out and burned it down. I actually ran one of my laps against her, and she caught me close to the end and uh, and passed me and just burned it down that just left me behind so super impressed with what she did out there and can't wait to see what she's going to continue to do in this ultra running world now circling back up towards the top of the names here Mr. Billy Pitts my dad always consistent super excited to see him out there and uh, doing his thing he uh he got the uh, the hip issues that he's been going through kind of figured out and worked through. But, man, just to see somebody at his age, I know I'm not insulting you, Dad, don't worry, but being 53 years old and grinding it out, fighting through the heat and going through all this craziness and inspiring others to come and join this team and come together to be part of something amazing is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so seeing him go out there and be as consistent and to take care of himself the way he does with the recovery and the stretching and all the different aspects and being his discipline is truly inspiring. But I got to say the most inspiring performance that I saw from the Habanero 100 was out of Mr. Ty Pitts. Ty had not ran over five miles. I don't believe in his life. So Ty was a little bit hesitant signing up. He was a little bit nervous, but he dove right into the group. He decided to go out there and sign up to run three laps of over six miles apiece. And when I tell you he was very consistent through the whole thing, he was extremely consistent. He didn't shy away. He didn't back down. He didn't try to to do anything crazy and blow himself up at the beginning. But he ran out and he ran consistently. He ran very well for never running over five miles and then coming out and running 18 miles over the span of about 18 hours. So huge shout out to him. It's crazy inspiring. I know for a lot of us that were out there to see him do just that. And he just came in and knocked it out of the park. He's actually already looking for more races to do. And I might embarrass him by saying that, but man, I am excited for him to be back in this world too. And, uh, and to be pushing himself out there and testing his limits as well. It's going to be really cool to see where he takes this thing and what he does with that. So that's kind of the habanero recap in a nutshell. It was a lot of fun getting out there, guys. It was extremely hot. Uh, 
and extremely challenging in a lot of ways, guys. There was sand. Uh, you run through the night. You run multiple phases of the race at different times. There's no really good way to get any rest out there, especially with as hot as it is and as many times as people are flipping in and out and having to prep and get ready for their laps and everything. So everyone that went out there, thank you so much for being part of it. Thank you to everyone that that came out and supported the runners as well and that were involved. Uh, I know Mr. Lane Diven was out there, uh, Bree Michael's uh, soon-to-be Ruiz, Michael's fiance was out there. Um, Alyssa was out there as well, soon-to-be Pitts. A um, lot of engagements, wow. Uh, but my mother was out there as well, Miss Tammy Pitts. Um, and then we had some support back here at the house from from my wife, Lane, and uh, our little little baby girl as well, who's creeping up on a month old already. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but huge shout-out to all those great people that were out there supporting us. Um, we were able to secure the habanero finisher medal, holding it up and displaying it here for y'all watching on YouTube right now. Um, it's a neat little medal that we got here. And the coolest thing about that guys is now I've got a place that I can actually hang these medals up because we had one more person out there supporting us and hanging out with the team and doing some awesome stuff. And that individual was Mr. Josiah Birding. He is the owner and operator of Feel Good Fabrication, and he likes to make these awesome metal holders. He messaged me a while back wanting to make me a custom metal holder, and, you know, I don't really have a good place to, uh, to display these. I got my little shelf behind me, but man, now I've got a phenomenal thing that I can be super proud of with this awesome metal holder that Josiah made me. Thank you so much for that, man. If y'all are out there doing big things and y'all are getting medals or awards or anything that you want to display in some kind of way, I highly encourage y'all to reach out to Josiah. He does a phenomenal job with his work. The craftsmanship on that thing is just awesome, guys. And I don't want to get this wrong, so give me just a second to pull it up. But his handle is dot good.fabrication on Instagram. And you can give him a message there. You can give him a follow there. Support what he does. Awesome people doing awesome things, guys. Um, I know he's a listener to the podcast, so shout out to him. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for the medal holder and all the support. He was just a great person to be around, hanging out with the group out there as well at Habanero. So thoroughly enjoyed it. Guys, go and give him some support. This is definitely something you're going to want to have to display all your things that you're very proud of and all these events that you've been a part of, guys. So that is essentially Habanero in a nutshell. It was an absolute blast. It was extremely challenging, but we will likely be there next year. I know there's a lot of individuals that really had a good time, and they're talking about diving in to this thing one more time. Now, if you're watching on YouTube as well, guys, I'd like to apologize for a couple of the uh, technical issues we seem to have. I don't know what's going on with the camera today, but it seems to be doing some cutting in and out. Uh, but we're going to work through that, guys. If you're listening on uh, Spotify or any of these other podcast networks, you probably didn't notice anything. So we'll just keep on rolling. Now, along with that, guys, 
as we talk about some of the production issues we're having, I feel like that's a really good segue into the next topic for what I want to speak to you all about today. And that is some future plans that I have for the next inline podcast. Now, guys, we're having some camera issues and that dives straight into the fact that we will soon have some new camera angles. We'll be using some new hardware. We'll be using some new, um, new technology, if you will, to try to get a little bit better sound, a little bit better audio, and just a more professional look for what we're doing here as a whole on this podcast. I have been struggling with that, and that's one of the reasons I really haven't pushed out production and some of the videos on our social media platforms as much as I'd like to, but I really want to go for a more professional approach and get this thing really looking the way that it should 100 episodes deep into a show. Let's be very honest. Along with that, guys, I want to give a more professional look and a more styled look to the podcast studio. I will be utilizing some of the decor that I have received, such as the sign I got from Mr. Chris Barnes. Uh, If you haven't seen that, go check it out on YouTube. Um, It's made by his sister, actually. And let me pull up her handle as well, just so I don't get that wrong. Miss Tara over at Tara's Workbench on Instagram. She does a phenomenal job with that sign. Uh, You can check out my post on Instagram as well to see how great of a job she did with that next in line sign. It will soon be proudly displayed as our backdrop for the podcast, along with this metal, uh, metal holder made by Josiah. Uh, and feel good fabrication. So those are going to be two things that we put up and we get displayed and we have as a backdrop. I'm also going to do some rearranging of the decor and the studio layout as well to try to make this a little bit more user friendly and to give a little bit better productivity uh, and production value as we look to get some more guests in here and we look to do some more interviews. Uh, And honestly, as we look to look or look to try to be a little bit more professional with the way that we're doing this show. Now, along with that, guys, we're going to be changing the introduction and the outro, so be on the lookout for that. If it sounds a little bit different whenever you fire up this show here in the future, don't worry. It's still us. It's still the same values, same messages that we always put out, uh, but it'll be sounding a little bit different, hopefully a little bit more professional and headed in the right direction as well. I just wanted to share some of those things for y'all guys because with y'all guys, because as we get towards this, I'm going to be really pushing out on social media and trying to do some, some big things, especially as we get towards this 225 and some of these different events, uh, and things that we're participating in coming up in the near future. And I'm super stoked to share some of that with you and, and to get into a higher value of production and a higher value, uh, with the message that we're trying to put out. So That's the future plans for the podcast, guys. If you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me. And the last thing I really want to dive into today, I want to share a really small lessons learned kind of situation with y'all. So here lately, as we have almost a one month year old, I feel like life has changed a lot for me and my wife. Our daily norms are nothing of what they used to be. Uh, Our normal sleep schedules are nothing of what they used to be. Uh, anything that goes into keeping this world going around at our household is a complete change. We've been fortunate enough to keep ourselves sane, to get a little bit of rest here and there, to have a daughter that is mostly cooperative. She's 
for what it's worth, pretty easy, knock on wood, to get through. We haven't had any large changes or drastic impacts that have that have set us on a course that just completely throws us a curveball, you know, so we're incredibly thankful for that. But with that being said, it's been a major adjustment. Uh, trying to su- find ways to support my wife has been something that's incredibly difficult, right? Because you never feel like you're doing quite enough. You see her with this baby 24-7, um, and she's breastfeeding. Um, she's really, uh, our, our daughter is gaining a ton of weight. She's eating all the time. So that's one of the biggest things whenever it comes to her being upset and getting up in the middle of the night and all of those things. That's the biggest way to take care of our daughter. And to kind of counterbalance that, I'm doing whatever I can around the house, right? I'm doing laundry, dishes, cooking, cleaning, everything possible. Uh, Whenever we're able to give a bottle or able to work with formula, I'm doing that to try to alleviate it. Uh, But the truth of the matter is, guys, One thing I've learned very quickly, and and I've known this for a while, guys, but the truth of the matter is, in a situation like this, and going through hard times and challenging times, not just with a baby, maybe it's major changes in someone's life, maybe it's a big career change, maybe it's a demanding season in their career, maybe it's the loss of a loved one that they're dealing with, maybe it's an upcoming event, maybe they've got a 225-mile ultramarathon they're prepping for, Uh, whatever it is, there's seasons of life that require more attention. They require more energy and more effort. And one of the most important things for all of us to understand is that it's never going to be fully 50-50. A lot of people like to claim that that compromise and a 50-50 approach is something that is of great importance going into a relationship or working through a relationship and staying into some of these staying together in some of these hard times, if you will. But the truth of the matter is that having someone who will step up to the plate for you whenever times are not good, whenever things are extremely challenging, whenever your back's against the wall and you feel like you can't do anything right, whenever you feel like Things are just falling apart around you and it's all you can do to stay above water and try to tread water and not drown in the situation. Having somebody that's willing to step up to the plate for that is amazing. I've tried to be that for my wife and I know I've mentioned a couple of things, but the truth of the matter is we have so many crazy things going on in life. I am very deep into a 225 mile race prep. It is extremely time consuming It requires workouts, it requires stretching, it requires recovery, uh, workouts and and things like that, which take time. And to have somebody that is as supportive as my wife has been is an amazing thing. She has picked up the ball and ran with it so many times, and I'm just honestly incredibly grateful. And what I'm saying with this and the point I'm making, guys, is that through these hard times and through these hardships and through these changes, especially as we look at personal development and trying to do bigger and more challenging things and working towards goals and trying to take on more challenging endeavors, we're going to come across times when things aren't easy. Whenever our time and our attention and our 
everything that we can invest into a situation is is high requirement, high investment requirement. We have to pour ourselves into that situation. And understanding that things aren't always 50-50 in the moment is incredibly important. But finding ways to balance and to get closer to that 50-50 as an overall is what's important. You might have to give a little bit here. Your partner might have to give a little bit here. Whatever it is, guys, if you're if you're taking, you've got to be willing to give on the backside and vice versa. And that's one of the most important things I've learned here recently, guys, is that everything balances itself out in the end. And one of the most important elements of that, and another point that I had for this finding balance in parenthood, is the importance of finding a partner that understands that and finding a good partner. I've been extremely fortunate to find somebody that that understands the goals that I've set for myself and understands all the things that I'm trying to do, especially whenever she signed up for this marriage with a guy that was only worried about sitting around and eating and drinking beer and not doing all this crazy time-consuming stuff. So it's extremely lucky that I have a partner that is supportive of me and is willing to let me take on all these crazy things as we have a child and in the middle of this craziness and to be okay with that and supportive and to understand that that is a balanced act. It's not always 50-50 every single day, but it all comes out in the wash. Sometimes she has to give the absolute best version of herself to the version of me that's exhausted and tired and not able to be focused in on the situation. And sometimes I have to do the very same thing and mirror that. And that's okay. That's part of this life. That's part of this experience. And for anybody that is striving to do good things and to do challenging things and to take their lives to the next level in whatever avenue or endeavor in personal development, whoever's trying to make that investment and knowing that the time is going to be there and the requirements are going to be there, you have to understand this balance and you have to find that. And I pray for you that you have a partner that understands that. The last point that I'll make in this finding balance in parenthood and the last conclusion I've drawn here recently is that whatever your point of focus is, guys, if your time is with that little bundle of joy or your family or your wife, or if your time is cleaning the house or doing the dishes or the laundry or getting things arranged and and put together in the way that they're supposed to be put together, if your time is in your career and it's time for you to focus on work, it's during the work day and you're, you're dedicated and going all in to those things till five o'clock. Or if your time is training or working on you or focusing on finances after hours, whatever it is that you're trying to hone yourself in for, whatever time it is that you're focused on, whatever your area of focus in, You have to go all in. You have to be completely dedicated to what that is during that time period that you have available. Because the truth of the matter is, you don't know if you'll get another chance. You don't know if it'll, your schedule will allow for you to circle back and attack that thing again that day, or if tomorrow's going to have to come and you're going to have to try again all over again. 
whatever focus you've got, whatever things that you're trying to knock out and trying to accomplish, make sure that you're all in at all times. I don't know how many times here recently between either our new infant daughter or between my wife just being totally overloaded, overstressed, overwhelmed and needing me between work going crazy and getting out of hand and taking way more of my time and day than I thought it would or a long run coming into the schedule and requiring me to commit four to five hours of training. I can't tell you how many times things have shifted. My attention has been pulled various directions and things have gone crazy on me. But understanding in that very moment that whatever it was that required the most attention, whatever I needed to do for my life to head in a successful direction and for the positive direction to be continued down that trail, I had to focus all in right there and try to become the best version of myself that I could for that situation in that moment. So guys, that's all I would say, and that's all I've got for you today. Finding balance in the parenthood, finding balance in personal development, finding balance in bettering yourself or whatever investment or project you have is going to require having somebody that understands or having people around you that understand the investment that you're trying to put down and being able to find the balance between that and to maintain the relationship in a positive manner, in a healthy way that allows you to be productive, but also allows you to take care of your obligations and to be successful in the things that really, truly matter in life. And then lastly, guys, whenever you're able to make that separation, whenever you're able to sort those things out, compartmentalize them and figure out what's important, where it's important, when it's important, go all in, attack it, be aggressive, bring the best version of you to it. And guys, understand that those priorities shift all the time and it's okay, but it's not okay to let those things be excuses that pull you away from your goals because you decide that you want to use whatever obligations you have, whatever commitments you have, whatever other things that are gnawing at your attention. It's not okay to decide to use those as excuses. So guys, that's what I got. Let's dive all in. Let's get after it. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Thank you to everyone who's signed up for Habanero, who's going to be a part of this awesome KD225 trail race. Actually, let me shift gears real quick before I shut it down, guys. If you are interested in pacing or crewing out in Missouri in October, it's October 23rd. It's going to be about a week out there. We're going to have a shuttle to go back and forth to airplane or to airports, I should say. So you don't have to commit to a full week. But if you're interested in being involved, shoot us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. If you want to be a crew member or a pacer, uh, we're going to have a team meeting I'm going to assign. If you have reached out to me and showed interest, make sure you come back, circle back. I'll be reaching out to some people as well to try to set up this meeting, but we're going to start getting a schedule hammered out so that everybody can plan accordingly and we can get this thing all figured out so people have adequate training time, so that people have adequate time to get off work uh, and enough time to really get all of their ducks in a row for this awesome trip out there. But guys, with that being said, and with that segue and that change out of the way, go out there and try to be the best version of you. Go out there and try to progress 
towards your goals every single day. Stay disciplined, work hard, and always be prepared for whatever is next in line.